0: The Naturalist Lighthouse is situated some 20 kilometres west of Dunsborough, itself a a three-and-a-half-hour drive south of Perth, Western Australia. Made of locally quarried limestone, the tower stands 123 metres above the waters of Geograph Bay. Construction of the tower finished in 1903. The light itself shone for the first time the following year. Our guide today is Kama Suraswati, who lives in the number one keeper's cottage on site. The tour of Cape Naturalist Lighthouse starts with a short walk between the cottages and the lighthouse. Up the steps, through the door, and straight away you're enveloped by the history and atmospherics of this 108 year old tower. This is the tower that they used to keep the weights and metal cord in. You can look almost inside and right up to the top of the lighthouse. This column is very hollow. Inside of here, there used to be large lead weights and they are all threaded on a metal cord attached to a winch at the top. There's probably something like 100, 120 kilo of weights at the end of the cord. Beginning of his nighttime shift, Mr Keeper would run up the stairs to the very top and he would wind up the cord. Here we have a very short lighthouse. Um, we turn very quickly. So our lighthouse keeper, he went up the stairs about every 30 minutes to wind up his weights. <laughs> In 1924, kerosene arrived. The first light was um, whale oil with a wick. They changed to kerosene. The ships came into Bunkers Bay. They were called bunkers. They were flat-bottom boats. They put this big pipe in the wall up to the light, and they installed their pumping over here to the side, And now they're expected to pump the kerosene to deliver it up there. Every 35 or 40 minutes they'd be pumping their kerosene to get it up there. And then they'd be running up the stairs and winding up the weights. And then back down again to pump and wind and pump and wind flat out for four hours. Once more in front of his cosy fire, he stretches and yawns. And his only desire is to feel the warmth that relieves the pain of his aching limbs from the long night's strain. The woolen cap still perched upon his head. He stirs. Well, I'm off to bed. She nods. There's nothing to be said. And his wife notes as usual as she darns in her seat that the heels of his socks are on the top of his feet. From the Lightkeeper. By EW Minor. In the daytime we have a very large lens up above us. There's five tons of lead crystal turning around just above your head there. And it's actually a giant magnifying glass. And ever since 1978 when the electricity arrived, they've been turning it in the daytime. Because if it stayed still, it would magnify the sun. 836 times, focus the sun's rays into the bush and start a fire. it would probably even blow out the glass up there. So we keep it turning. If you come to this side of the room, you'll see that little orange and green plastic box placed there under the stairs next to one of the windows. It's a light sensor and it works on the light that comes through that window. So when the sun goes down, it turns our big light on. The sun comes up in the morning, it turns it off again.
1: with a bronze cob. Two little motors around the side there, half a horsepower, drawing a quarter of an amp, pushing 12 tons. The reason that can happen is what's in this tank. There's 156.5 kilos of mercury. It's literally floating on what's called a mercury bearing, or a mercury float. There's only one problem with mercury. It's a little toxic. When they were burning kerosene, over time, the carbon and the soot contaminated the mercury. This created a sludge, friction, and slowed the whole mechanism down, giving a different signal. So lighthouse keepers came up here, every couple of months, with a bucket. Place the bucket underneath the release valve with some muslin cloth, or Mrs Lighthouse Keeper's stockings, and hand-sieve the mercury into the bucket. Take the red cap off, pour the mercury in, Over a period of about six to eight years of doing that job, slowly and surely, lighthouse keepers would go mad. They'd start hallucinating. The more they hallucinated, the bigger the whiskey bottle. It was very sad because
0: there was a clause in their contract also, and when they got too unstable, they were actually dismissed. And, like, mercury affects your ability to write, amongst other things. So they would sign their two-year contract and they had to work 365 days of the year. At the end of the two years, they were given six weeks holiday. They had to take the holidays, they weren't paid. They would have to pack up their family, their belongings, move out of the house because an assistant keeper would move in. After the six weeks holiday, they would come back again and they were asked to sign another two-year contract. Now if the two signatures didn't match, they weren't reassigned. So it probably saved their health um, to a degree. Definitely. As far as I know, it was permanent. Uh, The mercury doesn't leave the body. And long-term exposure affects the organs, kidneys, liver, apart from just the brain. Even today, they will have to clean this mercury. Apparently, it's fine for 20 years because it's in a dust-free area now. And the men will come down in spacesuits with a whole new mercury bath. They will take away the old one and add the new one. Anthony Pins uh, was an African islander, I think the year was 1906, and he was an assistant keeper here. He enjoyed this job, it was a cushy job as far as lighthouses go, because he had a nice house, it was good climate and so on. He got transferred to Jarman Island and what I know, Jamnon is a very remote station up north and he got very, very angry at this Um, there might have been a bit of mercury there as well but anyway, he came up here and he took to the lens with a wrench and he tried to destroy it luckily the keepers were on to him and they came up and they apprehended him not before he took quite a few chips out as you can see and I think luckily the prisms, um, the lens are a prism shape so his wrench probably bounced back a few times too it would have been very hard to damage Anyway, the keepers apprehended him, the government at the time wanted to put him in jail. They pleaded that he was given another chance, probably because they understood, he was given another chance and sent to Jarman Island. The story goes on that he was in Jarman Island for about six months and then he mucked up again and then he was sacked. So he's the only one that's marked the crystal, Uh, came out from England in the drums of molasses so that it wouldn't break and they brought it across on wagons from the ship and up to this point in perfect condition. But it gives it a bit of character today we think.
1: <laughs> so we'll head out the top here, which is the best part. Please watch your head coming out because it
0: does hurt. Learn <laughs> <laughs> from
1: experience.
0: So we're up on the balcony here and if you lean back a little on the balcony edge, on the railing, you'll see the big lens turning around in front of you. Now she turns around in 10 seconds and the big round panels are the actual magnifying panels and they've been placed to give this lighthouse its own unique signature. So every lighthouse will flash differently from every other lighthouse in the southern hemisphere and that's how the ship will know who's who. So if you look up at the panels, ours will flash at seven and a half seconds and then two and a half seconds. You can actually count it as it goes around. It's very, very accurate. And the ships will see that code, they'll identify it, and then they'll spread out their maps and plot their course. I think the Lewin, which is quite a way down the road here, she turns in 15 seconds and flashes to seven and a half. So you'd certainly have to be counting while you're out at sea. And the ships, they'd be coming across from the Cape of South Africa here on the Roaring Forties. And they would either be seeing our light first or Lewin. And so they'd really want to be able to identify which area they're in. Lighthouse. <laughs> While the Cape Naturalist Lighthouse itself is intriguing, its surrounds are stunning. It has panoramic views of the Indian Ocean, Cape Naturalist, the Lewin Naturalist National Park and the Geograph Bay coastline
1: there are a few
0: walking trails leading from the lighthouse around the bays and beaches of the Cape, providing views over the ocean and of the local wildflowers. The lighthouse also has a platform and shelter that provides whale watching during the annual migratory periods from September to December.
1: It's actually a privilege
0: to live up here near the lighthouse. I never dreamt that at my age I'd end up in a lighthouse keeper's cottage, so... It's very, very special. The magnificence of the structure, that human beings worked so hard to bring this equipment across the planet, and the men that stayed and built it here, the people's hardships, but more importantly, the, the passion. They didn't see obstacles. If they wanted to build Lighthouse Cape Naturalist. They just did it.
1: Lighthouse man, I'm all I see, shining Lighthouse.